Today's show is sponsored by Harry's Razors. Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they want you to try their most popular trial set for free. You heard that right. Just cover shipping when you sign up. Go to harrys.com right now and enter the promo code BCPOD at checkout to redeem your free trial offer, including a razor handle, five-blade cartridge, and shave gel. That's harrys.com, code BCPOD. Today's show is also sponsored by CISO. This new ad-free streaming service brings users a nearly endless supply of top-shelf comedy. Head over to CISO.com right now to receive your first month for free by entering promo code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout. That's S-E-E-S-O.com for one month of hilarious comedy for free with promo code BADCHRISTIAN. Today's show is also sponsored by Casper. Get premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Sleep on a Casper mattress for 100 days with free delivery and painless returns. Save $50 off any mattress purchased today by visiting casper.com forward slash bcpod and use promo code bcpod at checkout. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Take it away, fellas. Caitlyn Jenner got an ingle nook. Caitlyn Jenner got an ingle nook now. Caitlyn Jenner got an ingle nook now. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. Wow! Y'all know that? What? Know what? Caitlyn Jenner no longer has a wiener. Really? She's moved on to an Inglenook. You know, I call, an, when I say Inglenook, I mean vagina. That's just a nice name. It's a use. beautiful name for a vagina. I don't like using the word vagina, so Inglenook hey, is what Caitlyn Jenner has stuff? now. Can we just stick to spiritual stuff? Nope. Hey, a vagina, uh, Inglenook is very spiritual. I've had <laughs> I've had several spiritual experiences in an Inglenook. Can, can we talk about no. being blessed and highly favored? Somebody no, else? we can't, but I'm going to start out with airline tips today. I've Hell got yeah. two <laughs> airline tips for people from personal experience. Um, so we're here, at, we're on the bus right now. We just flew out for the Matt and Toby tour, so I'm framing up uh, a little Matt and Toby promo, by the way. We have nice. our first show tonight. I'll tell you more about that. But Sold in out. order to do not the really. Matt and Toby tour, I play keyboard, and so I'm not as familiar flying with my keyboard gear as I know how to do all the guitar stuff. And We know airlines are a disaster, but I got on... I was late getting to the airport, and I took a car down there, so I had this keyboard case with me, and I know how big it is, and I know how much it weighs, and I figured I would pay the overage because it's worth it to have my keyboard that I love. So my keyboard is, it probably weighs about 87 pounds, and then I know the dimensions of it were big, uh, and I started trying to check in because I thought I was late for the airport on the way down, so I was fine paying the baggage overage fee. It's like 25 for the bag and probably another 100 I figured it'd be. Um, and, I, and, of course, I'm flying United, by the way. Um, I know United's in a hard time right now, which was why I figure it's a great time to fly United. Their prices are bottom dollar, of course, and I figure they're going to treat you nice as you can get treated. And by the time. way, we just made $3,000 from that ad. Thank you, Matt. We're advertising for, for United. For United, now. right. And so, but, I, but they are a little sneaky, so I put in the baggage. I tried to pay for my baggage in the car on the way down there, and the baggage fees... For my one keyboard is four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Oh my gosh! Oh, good lord, that's I said, devastating. Oh my to gosh! Hear. I said, "What am I going to do?" Cause I was thinking of every possible way. Pay for that way. doctor that they ripped off the. I, I know, they. I, so I figured I'm going to leave the keyboard somewhere. I don't have time to take it back. Maybe I can leave it in the car somewhere and have somebody come get it out. Or maybe I mean, there's no way I can ship it. But I've got to try something. And then I just figured, let's fi- let's just work this out. So I ha- have one trick in my back pocket that I've used before, and I just kind of counted on it here. So I got up to the kiosk, and I paid. I went ahead and paid for a baggage fee because it's a fee for over 50 pounds. And it's also another fee for over 70 pounds, and it's a fee for over length. But I went ahead and paid for the over 50 pounds thing instead of letting them weigh at first. So I'd yeah. already paid for that. And then um, she didn't mention the length because it looks kind of like a normal case. And then here's the trick. When you put the thing up on the scale, when they say, can you weigh that, please? I, she looks over. I prop it. I lean it down. I take my, I stand in, lean in toward her a little bit, and I take my right foot and put it up under the case as I put it on the scale and lift up with my right foot to where she can't see until, the, until it reads 68 pounds on, on the keyboard. She says, thank you very much. So it was $100 instead of $425. <laughs> Woo, boy. Which That's is, how you're able to tour when I you're know. 41. And so the only two things I thought was either, you know, I'm not, if I somehow cave and have to pay this money, because I didn't know if I was going to, would have caved or what would eventually happen, which that's brought more than I think we get paid to play the shows. I knew it was like a whole day of burning if I did that. And I was like, if I wind up paying this and I can't get something worked out, I can never tell Toby. 
That's yeah, all I, I was like, I, I will never tell. I would have quit touring. Thing. That would have been it. I said, if this is what it takes to tour in a band, I will not do it ever again. That's disgusting. <laughs> but yeah. I got that through, and then I sat in the back row and chatted it up with the flight attendant, and of course, free beer for me on the flight too. Man, so those are my two tips. If you hey, did you do you think that you could get in trouble now having put that out in public if somebody no. wants to come after you? What are they going to do for stealing? You stole money. No, no, no! I didn't steal money. All yeah, you have to did. do in that, all you have to do in that instance is just lie again. He already cheated a company. He's right. not going to lie. All I have to do is lie. What, about gonna, it. <laughs> no, I just said that for entertainment value, sir. Said, yeah, this is a podcast. <laughs> what do you think? I tell the truth. I wouldn't do that. Oh, please. I would never do. That. My foot isn't even that big. You think I could do that? Get out of here. <laughs> Which is more likely for me to lie on a podcast or to a customer service person? Of course, yeah. of course, I'm lying in both. Everybody knows that. None of this is true, and none of that's true. That's the. That's what the expectation going in, of course. But that is true, and it will work for you. But m- the more rigid the container, the easier it is to do. You can do it with a bag or anything if you just need to shave off a few pounds, though. Now, you think that's I, wrong? Do you think you did anything wrong? Because I've done stuff that's wrong, and I didn't really care. But do you think it's wrong, and you don't care, no, or do you think it's not wrong? I don't, I, I don't care in any way. I mean, I couldn't possibly care. Well, here's the thing. That is a really great area for me because, okay, it is the price, and you're supposed to give Caesar what Caesar's. But that is so awful and lame right. that they would jump up three, $400 on you right. for trying to trap. You're trying to use their service, and you want it to be re- at least reasonable. I mean, like that, that, was more, that would have been more than Matt's plane ticket almost to just carry a keyboard there. Right. Like that's, just, that's just bizarre. It, it, I mean, it, it's been making me think no matter what. You probably should, like with all flights now – just if you could, like if you and I are on a flight somewhere, Matt, I want you to at some point I want to pull out like when we first get on the plane, I want to pull out my phone and you just drag me a little bit down the aisle and that way no matter what, whatever plane I go to, I just say, Hey look, this was on my last flight. So you better make this one good. Maybe you get free <laughs> drinks, maybe you get free flight. You know, they have up. scammers that do that for sure. There's scammers oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. go on and, and like race bait stuff and then try to act like they were getting they, they go start a fight and then oh, yeah, the yeah. camera and act like it's because they were wearing a turban or something or like had dark skin. There's right. people that have been busted for that, and it's just horrible. They like they they plan it out because they think they can get a lawsuit and stuff. So that that would be so wrong, I can't even believe it. But th- this to me is not. I don't. It don't even doesn't cross my mind. And you can prove to me it's wrong. I don't care. That, yeah, I mean, no it's, way it's nothing like it, it's nothing like taking a giant salary as a pastor. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's way more ethical than drawing tithe money to, to pay for your new mansion. But whatever. We'll talk more about that later. But I do want to say that the. Uh, today's a really special and fun day because with the Matt and Toby record is available today for pre-order and to get tracks immediately. Oh. So that's a real special thing because we didn't crowdfund this and we didn't label fund this. We just made the record, and today is the first day that anybody anywhere gets to hear any of it, and nobody's been involved at this point other than me and Toby and Zach that produced it and Matt Johnson that played the drums on it. and I mean, a couple of engineers and musicians here and there, but no, this has been just super private in-house we've made this recording i think it's super good and uh we get to just promote it and premiere it and do all this stuff by ourselves now and it's not not like i said it's not even been crowdfunded because we didn't want to overload the crowdfunding people right we do think pre-order is important though so anybody that uh the website's up now it's mattandtobyband.com and you can pre-order it there you'll get two tracks immediately Direct download, and then you'll get the copy, the record early, and all the stuff. So what do you, what else? Oh, I know. If you want to hear a track right away, though, the new episode of Break It Down, Toby and I just did. It comes out today. It should. It's out right now. So you can go to Break It Down podcast and hear uh, one of the songs called "The Pastor Stop By" or "Pastor Stop By." That's over on that podcast, and then you can pre-order now, and we'll give you a discount too, just if you're a podcast yeah. listener. So I think I really would. Pull the heavyweight here and say, yeah, I know you support our sponsors. I know you guys are Emory fans or whatever, but this is literally a Matt and Toby record. So I would like for every single person listening to this podcast to buy it. I would actually go that far in this case to say, yeah, just go ahead and do this. This would be, be a big deal. Uh, it's basically, I was thinking we could change the name. It doesn't have to just be Matt and Toby. We could just call it Not Joey. Yeah, that would actually, be, I kind of like that. <laughs> I kind of like that for a cro- like cross platform, even maybe. <laughs> like we use it in other scenarios too. That, that's starting to sound really good. Hey Matt, you I never want- Matt, you never told all of our listeners to buy my book, man. What makes y'all's album covered, so much better? Than my co- book. I think we covered that in great detail. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> the book is all Joey. We did about 96 podcast episodes about it. <laughs> now we have I, Matt and Toby. Now, now not 90- Joey album out, and we'll, we'll mention. It I want to talk about the album though. Just it, I am so excited. I can't it's, wait, it's, man. It, it literally, literally is going to be 
just such a cool album. Like we worked with Zach Bolin from from Citizens and Saints, and just I mean, it's just sounding so good. A lot of it's lyrically heavy. A lot of it is some you know uh, redone hymns. We got originals. We got some hymns. I mean, it's just going to be so great to play this album. Just put it on and let it roll. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be that good of an album. Matt Matt Carter and Toby Morell as individuals, y'all are more excited about this album than just uh, a regular Next Emory album, right? Because you're kind of older. Um, it's something different and unique. Or well, I, I don't think there? I'm more. I'm not more excited than Emory. Like I, I, I love doing Emory too. What I would say is, I get to be uh, expand a little bit differently. So yeah. all the things I love to get to do with Emory, I get to do. But with this album, I get to really explore some things that I don't necessarily always get to do, or or in this amount maybe. Like this really gets. I get to really. Uh, focus on my vocals here in a way that that isn't yeah. you, you know like it, it really is a, a major part of it not that it isn't with Emery but with our band we have such good musicians with Matt and Dev it's and all Dave. loud though yeah, so um, this yeah. is really about Toby's voice like this band is about Toby's voice so this record I mean hey, it's, it's, it's got a neat shell to it and everything but you get to hear Toby's voice do stuff that you don't get to hear on a loud record period yeah listen listen to what uh, Rosa said she said my favorite my my two favorite singers are uh, Uncle Toby and Aunt Crystal, who's Pris- Priscilla's s- sister. And then she said, but my favorite calm guy voice is... <laughs> so she put Toby in his own little category of oh, non-calm voice. voices. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the album is called I Quit Church, and it's, it's some original songs that we wrote that are just kind of reflective of where we're at, and it's arrangements of the songs that Toby and I have done as worship leaders at churches. So it's not done sarcastically or ironically either. It's kind of a complex, I think, if you, if you sit with it. <laughs> That's awesome that you had to say that. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think, well, maybe I didn't have to say that, but I think it, well, I, well, I was worried it would come across weird that it's called I Quit Church, right. and then are you making fun of these other songs? Because we're right, just doing right. songs that you sing at church that we've done before, like the old rugged Yeah, the idea is that, that you don't need church Sunday morning specifically, church to <laughs> to actually have a relationship with Jesus. Like there's, I mean, it, it's, and music, it's crazy. Like, and, and those yeah, songs. Yeah, you know. And, you know, yeah, you don't even have to have a relationship with jesus to enjoy this music either so that's what's really neat like this is a it really is a complex album that is very very uh relaxed chill in 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 a way that you can really take in everything uh like i said i one of my goals for this would be that you could turn this radio this record on and just let it play in the background and do everything and you just get to hear new things whenever you want the whole thing is also sad by the way so it's like Instead of hyped up worship arrangements, there's songs that we like to do naturally that don't necessarily give everything that you want at a church on Sunday, but it feels like the right vibey arrangements for those songs to us. So it gives us a yeah, place to put that. that that's out. the point. Like, kind of, it's what the music I I would want to hear when I go to church, and so I never got to hear yeah. it. So I quit church, and <laughs> <laughs> and now I get to have music that I actually care about and want to sing. And some of the songs aren't are songs that we didn't write. I mean, that's what's so neat. Like we did the arrangements and stuff like that, and worked with Zach. Zach did arrangements. But I mean, that's what's really neat about this album. I I really am very excited in a sense of man, we we really did something here. I'm really excited about what people are going to get to hear on this record for sure. Yeah. And so you know, these uh, we're out doing shows. So if anybody wants to come see us, you can go to mattandtobyband.com. There's a link over to theclassiccrime.com, who we're on tour with right now. And we're in Nashville tonight, and we're heading around the East Coast, so we're headed those directions. So, um, and we want to talk a little bit about church right here in a yeah, minute. We're Joey, that Joey second, has an but idea. Let, but first of all, let me tell you guys about something that is what much more important than church or music or podcasting, <laughs> and that's uh, shaving <laughs> and Harry's razors. So Harry's razors for me is is great. I love. The shave that it gives me, and I don't shave every day, and you probably can figure that out by just looking at our videos. I shave once a week, similar to how I shower. I often will shower and shave, and I do that about once a week, sometimes less. And so I really love having a nice, sharp, crisp blade, and they last a really long time. And I just love shaving my Harry's razor. I have one with an orange handle, which orange is my favorite color because of Clemson, but I don't wear orange because I wear black and I look like a pumpkin. But whenever I can get something orange, I like it. And I have an orange Harry's razor handle that I think is terrific. And so the thing about Harry's is they're just started by two ordinary guys that were fed up with getting ripped off. So they started Harry's to fix shaving. So they knew there was only one way to ensure the quality with the blades, and that was buy their own blade factory. So that's what they did. 
Um, they decided that they would sell directly to the customer over the internet, and they'd be able to offer their blades at half the price of what other people pay for them or charge for them. So this is just $2 for a blade compared to the $4 or more you pay at the drugstore. And Harry's is so confident that you'll love their blades that they'll give you their free trial set for free, and all you got to do is cover $3 shipping. So your free trial set, it includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, and a rich lathering shave gel. And travel blade cover. Now, it's $13 value for you to try. And that's just all you got to do is, like I said, cover the shipping. So stop messing around and get started shaving with Harry's today by claiming your free trial offer. $13 value for free. Just cover shipping. And all you got to do to do that is go to harrys.com forward slash bcpod right now. That's harrys.com forward slash bcpod. So, um, yes, and don't forget to go over and listen to the Matt and Toby song at Break It Down podcast right now. That's my other podcast. Um, and speaking of that, Joey, I don't know if you know this or not, but yeah. uh, we I just did an interview with Mike Wilkerson from that was from Mars Hill. Yeah. That you did, Trish Wilkerson, on your podcast, and then you had Jen Smith that we did on this podcast, and it was a big episode. Right. And so uh, I was thinking of airing that episode over here because – on this, on this podcast because I thought a lot of people would heard it, but I don't even have to do that because it's gotten picked up in the news and some other places like that. And so that episode is doing really big over there. Awesome. So if anybody wants to hear Mike Wilkerson, who is one of the main people in charge of Mars Hill, one of the main elders that have been there that was directly in charge of the challenge to Driscoll and all that stuff, um, that's over there. We won't overcloud this podcast with it. But here's the thing. I was looking around on it today, and – it got picked up with Christianity Today. I want to talk about Christian media a little bit. But it got picked up by Christianity Today, and there's a big story on it that's interesting for a couple of reasons. But it talks all about all the stuff we talked about in the podcast, and it, they didn't credit me or mention my podcast on the damn article. <laughs> can you believe that? <laughs> and that, so you, They don't you, want to give you any credit. They don't so want to you give can, you any credit. You can be sure of that? Like the details were expressed in a way where there's yeah, no doubt in your mind? I don't think it's they did it on purpose, but they picked it up from Warren Throckmorton, who's like a, a – a blogger, watchdog kind of guy that covers a lot of that stuff. So they picked up the story from him, but he picked it up from me originally. So he said, on Matt Carr's podcast, this happened. This guy talked about this. They talked about the government, uh, the governance, and all that kind of stuff. And then Christianity Today picked up and quoted him. But nonetheless, it's been such a big deal that that a lot of people are still making it to my podcast, which I think is very cool. But um, they also say on that, in that article and others, that the Mark Driscoll video that we've been making fun of, they pulled it down. Did you know that? They pulled the original, right? Yeah, the Life Today TV, whatever that was, they pulled Why? it. Why? I, I made a because funny it's version of it, but yeah, I guess that must have got around too or you, something. Do you, yes. do, you re- do you think that Toby's satire of it caused them to sque- be a little squeamish? Well, well, I think that's part of it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm wondering here is with this podcast doing as well as it is and the numbers are all up and the press and all these things happening, it just feels like not us, but overall you can feel people – not putting up with bullshit and yeah. thinking that things are goofy. Like you, like basically you have you put up some goofy interview and everybody's like, "Yeah, that's goofy." Yeah, it's, it's not even like uh, it's I mean, super evil or it's wrong. It's like that seems goofy and weird. It really yeah. is crazy because when I was talking about the conference I was at and I mentioned the story of the practical joke and then I mentioned a friend of mine by name. He had a friend that he hadn't heard from in a long time. Say, hey, by any chance was was that you that he was talking about? So it's like, I can't even mention personal friends anymore without having someone else in the country reach out to them and say, hey, I think somebody was talking about you. It really is crazy. I I think the, uh, you know, we don't talk about numbers a whole lot here, but I am just, uh, I'm blown away by how much interest was in that Nephilim episode. I mean, it just really is crazy. But yeah, so with with the news deal, I mean, here's what well, here's what you, I'm sure y'all realize this, but Christianity it is a thing. So it's it's supposed to be kind of what, you know what you live for is supposed to be a relationship with Jesus. But I literally hear people at conferences say stuff along the lines of, "Oh man, I feel like a kid in a candy store." So the candy store is Christianity. They see they see the booths, they see the organizations that'll help you have the awesome mobile campus. They see the the booths that that help you do unbelievable counseling. I mean, it it is a thing, kind of like a hobby. It's what it's yeah, it's it's totally industry. And 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 what's funny is it used to be something that could be easily ridiculed, like uh, Jesus saves penny bank. Uh, piggy banks for instance and stuff like that where it's just like kind of jokey but it's just like wait a second you're really trying to make money off of that but this kind of stuff 
you know, organizations that really do help church planters collect money and do this and do that. I mean, it's 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 kind of at a level now to where it's respectable, I guess. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Weird. It's I mean, weird, but the the question is about the Christian media because it's never been any kind of credible thing, really, like Christian Post right. or Christian Today. I mean, it's just it's never been like. I don't know how to say it, but it's obviously it's never been that real, and they don't cover a lot of stuff, and they certainly don't say many negative bad things, right. which I think's always been a, a. I just find that negative, so I'm wondering in the time we're in now, is it is that going to change? Is Christian media going to fall apart, or is there opportunity for them to be like, maybe people can handle negative stories with real detail? Like every political journalist covers shit, and they find everything and they print it. And that's their job, and that's what keeps the world accountable. And Christianity, we don't have it, right? Right, because the Christian journalists are just part of the industry and and of course you know what i mean like you can't run a bunch of negative stories and of course you don't want expose crap tmz buzz i mean whatever it is gawker type stuff out there that's not what i'm saying but it it is kind of nice that you can get some coverage of stuff that's real that people are really saying and and the the Maybe the Christian media can be like, yeah, we can cover this stuff. We can expose yeah within Christian media and stuff. Most people only uh, within Christian media. It's funny we even say Christian media. It feels like <laughs> there's sec- there's secular media and then there's a the Christian media. You're right. I don't think of Christian media as all at all as valid or real or anything. And it kind of proves the point that they would they wouldn't even be so uh, they're not professional enough to even uh, talk about your podcast that did it. Like like you know what I mean. Like they don't they. Right, I mean that 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 still shows a level of unprofessionalism, and I, I just think is it, you're right. There isn't a uh, there's not two sides. Like now, the the outside world that aren't in the Christian world or whatever will call out Christianity or call out you know bad things within Christianity. But you're right, within the Christian context, they can't even afford to have if the pastor cheats or the pastor does bad or has a big house or whatever that hurts them. So they go, yes. yeah, let's just stay away it from it. It hurts them because Christians then go to them and go, oh, don't tear him down, don't exactly. do this, exactly. But but that's that's part of accountability. It's part well, right. And of here's how journalism works and it here's has a function. I mean, and here's what's so frustrating is. You've got people that have done so much and have hyped themselves up so much and have done all sorts of cool videos to build up literally some of them millions of followers, but then there's we're not allowed to talk about them negatively. I mean, so so in in the church of all places, like not you know not we celebrities fair game, presidents fair game, but Christians and pastors. If you work yourself to that platform, it is hands off, boy. You don't talk about the Lord's anointed like that. It's like, are you crazy? If they're going to have that sort of limelight, then they they have to take the punches uh-huh. as well. I mean, it's crazy. We expect journalists and media and conversations and casual conversations to cover our politicians and our right. leaders and our celebrities. We expect it and we need it. Right. So how I mean, I mean, that's where all these abuses and stuff like Marcel and stuff comes in is giving that benefit of the doubt to the big power structure and the person in authority and saying everybody else back off you don't want to you know you want to do something toward that person that's in power so over the, other people it I could mean, really be a time sense. where people are waking up and going wait a minute like just think about this if somebody talks bad about your pastor if your immediate thought is uh-uh no way that's they can't do <laughs> then you might need to check your brain a little bit you might need to think wait a minute am i so loyal to this person that i might be blinded by some stuff because just like you said everybody needs criticism i need it yeah. we, we actually need people telling us like when mike wilkerson came on our podcast he was like hey this is i was like you know what he, he he makes some decent points i don't want anybody just to always agree with the bad christian podcast that would be a nightmare if, if i'm actually right about everything this world is Fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I hope I need somebody to br- yeah. wrangle me in a little Certainly. bit and bring we- it back in and all that stuff. But I do wonder, like, I, I work so hard. I'm terrible at editing and all that stuff. I work so hard on that Mark Driscoll video. And if you want to watch it, if you haven't seen it, because they did take down the original, I just edited it together and made it look <laughs> I, I, what I saw. It was exactly what I saw. <laughs> when I watched the normal video, that's what played in my brain. But you can see it on Bad Christian YouTube. You can go to Bad Christian YouTube and watch that video if you want. I but think that- I just. I think the highest probability is that they pulled it because of how stupid you made that lady look when she oh, said, hold up, horsey. <laughs> Whoa, horsey. Whoa. But that's what I'm saying. Those are Christian journalists. I'm not going to call them journalists. Uh, it, softball and Mark Driscoll. Like yeah. I mean, we're like I, I kept doing. I, it was way longer. My original was way longer because I wanted to keep showing the audience uh, doing applause for these basically fools on stage. <laughs> these crazy people are on stage and the audience is just – 
applauding them? I'm like, come on. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. It, it, it can't be this. This can't be Christianity, is it? It's goofy. For so sure. why don't we? I mean, it's amazing to me that people are finding this stuff goofy. Let's do a. Uh, yeah, let's, let's take a couple of sponsor things, and then I want to tell you, I'm going to uh, attack. Yeah, we need to wrangle in the pastor. Yeah, we'll, we'll attack a pastor in a minute. But when you get when we do this a couple ads, I'll tell you an often overused trope that I'm going to attack as soon as finish with this. <laughs> well, I want to talk about CISO, and uh, they've been a sponsor for a while, and I just I just really like this. Uh, uh, this app, this company, whatever you want to call it, is just great because you get comedy on demand, and I love that. One of my favorite things is just getting to watch comedy whenever I want, however I want, and I, I learn from it. Y'all know I do badass podcasts, and I just love getting to see people who are really good at it and learn from them. So uh, are you guys sick of uh, travel shows where the people are real? <laughs> <laughs> check out You can check out now CISO's new season of Hidden America with Jonah Ray, and it's a travel show where the places are real, but the people definitely aren't. It takes you on a comedic journey through America with travel show parody that the Huffington Post, one of my favorite sites, uh, calls a long-awaited gut punch to every Bourdain addict. Comedy nerds rejoice. CISO has the comedy you crave, and with the brand-new season of Hidden America with Jonah Ray, more from your favorite comedians, including Paul F. Tompkins, who I love, uh, Dan Harmon, the Mac- McElroy brothers, Big J. Okerson, uh, the UCB4, Amy Poehler, Mark Besser, Ian Roberts, Matt Walsh, and hilarious knee-slapping CISO originals. With CISO, you get unlimited access to CISO original series uh, next day, late night, hilarious stand-up specials, which I've been watching a ton of stand-ups on CISO, uh, binge-worthy classics, including 42 seasons of Saturday Night Live, the entire Monty Python catalog, which is so cool, the IT crowd, and more. Both seasons of Hidden America with Jonah Ray. Check uh, check the debut TV series from uh, My Brother, My Brother, and Me's, the McElroy Brothers, uh, and uh, an animated fantasy role-playing game starring Dan Harmon and hilarious famous comedian guests. CISO has that, too. Uh, CISO is the new home for all your favorite comedy, Britcom, stand-up specials, bingeable classics, and more. So let me tell you, just go right now to S-E-E-S-O.com and sign up for one month free at Bad Christian. After that, CISO is just $3.99 per month. No joke, $3.99 per month. But you get the first month free. Comedy you want anytime, anywhere, ad free. That's CISO.com spelled S-E-E-S-O.com promo code Bad Christian for that one month free. CISO.com promo code Bad Christian. Yep, Joe, you want to knock yours out and we'll move on? Yes, I'm really excited. I got my Casper mattress, and it is awesome. I mean, it is awesome. Sleeping like a dream. Hey, it it really is. I mean, Priscilla and I were both talking about just like, gosh, we're sleeping so much better. But I'll tell you, it really does make me reflect on just how much of a win-win this is because I remember when we bought our first king-size mattress, it's a pain in the butt, man. You got to go to the store, you got to test out all these mattresses, then you got to figure out a way of getting it home. And then with how our stairs were, we had a hard time right. even fitting it upstairs. It was a sight to be seen to carry this box upstairs to our new house to open it up, then start cutting the shrink wrap and see this huge king-size mattress come out. I mean, it was crazy. It was unbelievable. So they they pack a king-size mattress into a box that shows up at your door. It's like the most convenient way to get, oh, yeah, like the best mattress possible. So Casper's a sleep brand that created one perfect mattress sold directly to consumers. So you're eliminating the commission drip in inflated price it's award-winning sleep service was developed in-house sleek design it really does look cool too it's uh delivered in a small how did they do that size box the convenience is unbelievable so let me just give you a a a few highlights of casper and then tell you what this unbelievable deal is so their business works by continuously developing their mattress using feedback of nearly half a million customers be one of those customers uh there's real customers one of them actually even said it's like being cradled by the tinkling of baby laughter in the moonlight. <laughs> uh, buying from Casper is so easy. You order online, it's delivered to your door, like I said, in a compact box. It's free shipping, free returns. It's available in the U.S., Canada, and now the U.K. as well. So considering we spend one-third of our lives on a mattress, it's so important to truly sleep on a mattress 
before committing. So that's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. All right, so you hear that, everybody. You go to casper.com forward slash bcpod, and you use the code bcpod at checkout to get $50 off any mattress purchase. Casper.com slash bcpod, promo code bcpod. So you got a king-size mattress. I know how big that is. My only question is, if you're on the king size mattress, where does Priscilla? Yeah, sleep? she can't fit on there with you. You had to get an extra <laughs> twin for her. Okay. Okay. So let me attack uh, something that drives me crazy here. And speaking of this media and news and the way people do, and especially, I feel very strong about the way that people protect their own with Christianity, and that that is wrongheaded. And right. here's one of the ways that it manifests all the time. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard this, and I've even heard you guys go down that road. And I want to correct you because I really sure. Feel strongly about that. Am I about to be offended? No, you won't. Okay. You'll agree with me because I'm right. The thing (laughs) that people say that drives me crazy is when you say anything halfway negative, trying to identify a thing, talk about a problem, they'll say this goofy-ass thing, and they say, you know what? I want to be known for what I'm for, not what I'm (laughs) Yeah. Okay? Right. Now, I have a massive problem with that because it, it makes really no sense, especially if you apply it to any historical problem. So, first of all, anytime there's a problem, Obviously, the first thing you had to do is identify it, and it's right. ridiculous to say that things that are bad were. Matt, I'm liking being this man. And things are called things are negative to not to, to to not you can't speak on until you have a solution. Right. I mean that. Think about any problem that's ever existed in society. If you if that was really the approach, everybody yep. stay quiet about a massive problem until we have a solution worked out. Yeah. Is that not the most stupidest yeah. thing you can. Yeah, ever we. Right. I mean, but we it we do. Like we you're, uh, we're Christian and we're. I know we get things. emails. Almost, it's just nonsense. We get emails all the time of people saying, "Man, y'all sure talk a lot about the church." So, what's your solution? I'll tell you why. It's because y'all don't do it enough. Okay, so I'll make up for it a little bit. That's okay. That's for, for one thing, and I want to give other pe- people permission to identify problems where people are being harmed. How about that? Right. I mean, it's, it, yeah. it, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not even it's not even anything other than the right thing to do. Yeah, it's the thing you should be doing. One hundred percent. You're right. It's hilarious that I'm you not would. Sorry hide that we talk bad about people. Yeah, I'm not, well, we shouldn't be. You're right. I mean, it's not uh, to apologize for that. Well, yeah, yeah. We probably don't do it tactfully. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't. We don't I don't know if we do. I don't know if we use something called grace. But that maybe that's not our our call. But that's what I'm saying. Why why would people be so mad that we're calling out things? Maybe our way is a little bizarre to people, or new to people, or abrasive. But it does beg the question: Where are no, all the people? Not, where no, are all the people not. with the grace, with the skills right. to do it better than us? Do it? They're not doing it. Right? They're that's, not. And doing that's the problem. It. And I the did a. That uh, you're saying are nice. They t- think, listen to how they talk about politicians, and then tell me they're nice. Right. Yeah. That's Give true. me a break. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. It, that's that's. I mean, what Toby said is is just right on point. I actually did an episode with a, a pastor that Toby and I know, and he talked about Driscoll and the Jen Smith interview and these other ladies that we interviewed with Mars Hill. And he said, look, he said, none of us should have any problem with pastors making even big mistakes. He said, the problem is that we're not supposed to talk about it. We're, they're not supposed to call, they're not supposed to be called to account and we're just all supposed to be secretive about it. And they're not supposed to surround themselves with people that will call them out on their bullshit. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, if anybody hears anything that what we're saying as, man, I just can't believe those pastors did stuff, that's not the case because we're all making horrible mistakes. It's that sure. we have to keep it hidden and like protect their honor. And, it, and like, it's, it's, it's not a conspiracy. It's just the natural way of like, well, I'm trying to support this church. I don't want someone to say about something. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. It's What I'm saying is you have to fight your natural bias to protect your own. I get that. I mean, right. of, of course. Like, I immediately defend my wife for, before I actually analyze whether the person's criticism is real. Yes, okay. Now that I know that I want tend to do that, I can look at something critically. And that's, I mean, I don't want to, you know, invoke some extreme example like slavery, but I'll just go ahead and do it. What are you supposed to do? Not talk about that being a problem until you have a solution? Right. right. Like, well, I don't know what, what we're going to do with all these people or how we're going to handle it, but yeah. what the hell? Well, how about this? This sounds really out there, but I've, I've worked at two mega churches. I know people who are on church staff all over the place. And when I talk to people who are on church staff, most of them know something that should be addressed and they aren't Won't doing it. Talk about it. Right now, if you're on church staff listening to this and you know something, Maybe you should bring it up. Now, that might put you in danger, and you might lose your job, but if you can't bring what something about up about anybody. What about gossip? I know. So bring it up. Just bring it up in the right way, whatever, but don't worry about the 
that, you have to do it, or else your church is actually built on the that man, not Jesus. That's what the church is built on. If you cannot, if if, if your pastor has done something, or is being, uh, you know, or, or if you just have questions, yeah, maybe, if you, yeah, yeah, about that, yeah, like not a certainty of anything negative, maybe a question. Yeah, maybe something you know. I mean, but I mean, I know for a fact that you don't know how many emails I get from dudes that were worship leaders or on staff and go, "Man, love y'all's podcast." I just, I mean, I'm at a church right now, and and this, this, and this happens, and I always go, "Why don't you just do something then?" Like we can change it. That's the point. That's yeah, the point. Listen, let's let's change listen, it. Listen to this. Uh, so Chip Judd on on this episode I'm talking about on Pastor with No Answers, he actually said that he will go to a church staff. And he will sit down with a staff, and they're sitting with their pastor, and he's kind of checking on the health of the of the church and the staff and everything. And he'll ask staff members stuff, and their first reaction is to look at the pastor. And then if they start talking, they'll be looking at the pastor, like almost like, oh gosh, I don't know if I should Absolutely. be. And, and then some of them will be so adamant, like, you can't put me on the spot like this. And so he has taken pastors into another room, and he said, hey, you know your staff is really uncomfortable to assess the staff health and to even assess you like you're kind of an untouchable and he's just like no 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 that's not the case they'd feel totally comfortable and he's like do you want to go back in that room and ask them specifically if they're comfortable to talk about you and a lot of them will be like no i don't want to do that (laughs) it's like this yeah i mean untouchable culture it's not a conspiracy and there's no actual the really bad guy and it's not that there's seven pastors that are the problem it's none of that stuff this is just a collection of human biases all working together kind of going unchecked in a way that's all it is but i'm a little encouraged if, if maybe there'll be some better media coverage and podcasts yeah. like this can succeed i don't want to do all the work here i just want other people to feel free also as i feel free to say what i think i mean it's not much harder than that and i'm not a journalist the journalists actually have work to do they got to dig they got to fa- by the way they could do a little bit better with their sourcing because I did have an exclusive on some stuff. <laughs> but good <laughs> congratulations to them anyway. Can I just drop? Not, not, I don't want to change the subject, but it it's so unfair. Like both y'all's podcasts always tie into what we're doing. I don't. We don't ever have like uh, uh, somebody reviewing a movie where like or a voice or a character. I do. I never get to tie in badass. To it. <laughs> well, <laughs> why hey, can't, pa- can't pastors write music and I smash on it? With, let, you know. Let me do that for you. If you're not listening to Unstoppable Badass, it's you're you're missing out. Like, what was the thing that you, <laughs> you, you he had, so imagine this, and this is all audio. Toby has a whole episode, and it's about five or six different hilarious characters, and they're all assessing different well-known pastors and their sermons. And so you've got that ties in. It's just hilarious. I mean, you got the one guy that always says perverted stuff and laughs at himself. You've got Sister Hazel who. Uh, Sister Ethel, yeah, Sister <laughs> Ethel, who says crazy stuff about you know how awesome. The, it's just it's, thank you, Joey. It's awesome. thank but, you, hey, Joey. Here, here's but, go ahead. I, I, well, what I wanted to ask you too is bouncing off of what Matt was saying too. I wanted to talk to you because I, I I'm still under the impression that maybe church and mega church is going the way of the buffalo or it's the dinosaurs it's, it's so big it can't survive and all that stuff. But you went to the conference what last week? That's why you were on yeah. the podcast and you. When you came back, you you think it's just maybe just getting started? Like you right. think it's going to go forever? Is that right? No, 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 no not not the really. The conference made you feel that way. It, I, it's it definitely uh, lengthens the timeline. I think I really think you have to be out of your mind to walk into <laughs> a huge auditorium with all these lights with million dollar sound systems, and this is church and an expression of faith. You got to be out of your mind to not realize. That's going to go away soon, uh, but I think soon is more like a hundred years, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you just—I mean, because here's the thing: is like there are so many successful church plants. Like there's organizations that plant churches. There's pastors flocking to them, and let's just face it. These churches are filling up. Now, whether they're filling up by local churches of people that are like, wow, this church is cooler, is besides the point. These churches are succeeding, and this this is a movement that shows no signs of slowing down at all, and these churches are growing as well. I mean, you take a church like Elevation, Stephen Furtick in Charlotte, it's growing. So I just, what, what I asked Matt a little while ago is, um, a, a few weeks ago, I was just like, what why would we think that this is just all of a sudden going to go poof? 
I mean, it's almost like we'd have to find out that it was this huge conspiracy and all the senior no. pastors are, are doing weird sexual <laughs> stuff or something. For No, no, I think you're looking at it funny, but I'm not, I don't know. I'd like to talk, Toby, do you have thoughts on it before I go? I've got a bunch. Yeah, I, well, the reason why I think so is because it, just take a little bit what of... What do you sh- think so what? What do you think? Okay, here's what I think. I think it's... It, Right now, everybody thinks church is too big to fail. It's a, so much a part of people's life, and they just do it. But I think at, for the, we're at the crucial crux time of, of in the history of America, at least, and in, in the South or in the evangelical world, maybe, um, where people are starting to go, wait a minute, it, it, just from a time sense, is this valuable for my time? My time is so worth so much. Uh, am I really going to go sit here? Like, people send me uh sermons all the time because they think i talk so much shit another, just recently a guy sent me a sermon like, hey check this out i know you you crashed but you're gonna like this <laughs> the guy it went he he talked about the war and then uh something else and something else before we even got i was like what in the world am i watching i'm gonna spend 10 minutes on some white dude talking forever before he gets to the point about the bible or something like what do you do when you're setting it up and like it's it's inefficient i don't think it works that well and i really do think we're at a time where if you can just change people's view just a hair it could collapse completely. I, I don't think it's so How? safe that ch- that church is going to be able to make it and it'll be totally fine. I really In don't think so. Form. But Toby, you I mean, Toby, you have seen it, people we could be in that a church are so, bubble just like the housing bubble. No, but you have seen so many people that are so persuaded that this is the best possible thing we can be doing when it comes to church. There are hundreds of Joey. thousands of people yeah. that say, "Hey, my pastor Man, he gets people, boy, and and the people cannot but, get enough, and we serve donuts, and they cannot believe the children's ministry. No, you're they right. Can just, you're right. But that's what I'm saying. But that that isn't that far off from going. Wait a minute. That, that you don't have to go that far to go. That's a waste of time and money. You don't have to take somebody too far. And I was deceived. I remember back in 2006. That, hey, you gotta buy a condo. If you don't buy a condo, you're missing out. You're gonna make all this money. And then less than a year later, my condo was forty thousand dollars less. Like uh, what I'm saying is, it's not just because everybody says it and thinks it. Oh man, it's so important right. and it's Stock everything. It's everything. Way. Wait sure. a minute. the The floor could be pulled right out from. It. We've used this analogy before, but it's the same thing as we were talking about again yesterday, hair metal or whatever. And then Nirvana comes along, this little thing that's band that sounds weird and isn't that great or whatever. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Whoa, this is it!" And now everybody's wearing a flannel shirt in South Carolina in July. <laughs> but it can't it can't just it can't just be light bulbs going off in everybody's heads. It's something no, has let, to happen to Let me to give you a couple that. let me let me give you a couple of precursors. Hey, who person. and who's the who's the little bitch behind y'all? <laughs> We're on the bus with a classic. And crime, nobody, so uh, this is a podcast. Nobody can actually Yeah, there's see. no visual here. Yeah, well, yeah, I was no asking, visual. But you I was see asking somebody. for Joey. Hey, you you saw somebody on our bus, but yeah. I mean you'll start talking about the books on your bookshelf after this. Yeah. Okay, so let me give you a Is couple that a of fucking <laughs> fan behind you. What do you use that for? Use that to cool you off. Okay, Matt, I want to hear you. Hey guys, watch this. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, I'm gonna show this YouTube. Hold on for a second. Okay. So, so I think there's a lot of stuff going on, but there's and I don't know. You, there's no good research on this. Um, but first of all, we look for the natural bias. Christians natural bias, which you're especially an example of from coming up from a hyped up conference, would be to say things like to look toward confirmation bias on any statistic you can get from the Barna group or anybody else that says, actually, this number's higher. You don't, you're yeah. going to ignore all the things that say this might be declined, this might be declined, but you're going to confirm yourself by going, actually, attendance is up. Now, in these megachurches, attendance is up. That's true. That doesn't mean that it's not a bubble. It doesn't mean it's not going a bad direction. But for sure, you have to understand that all the small churches, people are going to where the values being perceived values being created. They're leaving the small churches. They're all gravitating toward the megachurch that is better. Now, that's not true, better. by the way. That's not yeah, true. Yeah, and... and and it is true. And no, so then, there's a lot of people flocking to the small, the the house church model too. That's a huge movement. Not, not by the tens of thousands. I don't know about that. And where are they coming from? And where are they going? Well, okay, if they even if they are, you're proving my point even more. What I'm saying is the churches with 100, 200, 300 people, people are leaving those churches. The churches on the corner, and they're going to elevation. They're going yeah. to Mars Hill, and they're going to stuff like that. That growth is fueled by that. It's not new people hearing about this Jesus guy. That's not what's going on. It's people leaving smaller churches, going to this church, and then when these churches inevitably um, wane or fail or the people get over that, then there's nowhere else to go. And I can 
Mars Hill failing is a great example of that. Those people, a lot of them go to other churches now. A lot of people don't go anywhere. They came yeah. from a small church. They retracted to the big church. The big church eventually failed and toppled, and now they're just where are they going to go? Back to some small church? No. Right. So that so, and I'm not. I'm saying that hasn't come to fruition yet. But just like I've said before, and in biology, gigantism always, uh, not always, but frequently, is uh, the predecessor to extinction. So you get, you turn into a giant. Look at your own life, Joey. You you turn into a giant resource hog, and you have to put all this stuff into this big thing, and it sucks all the resources out of smaller things, and then that big thing is now more vulnerable if it can't have sustained growth, or if something changes socially or culturally, or just like Toby said, a small thing can change, or 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 a small thing over time can change, or all of a sudden, and then that thing just basically crashes, and it's similar. It it really is similar to a bubble. So you've seen a bunch of enthusiasm with the conference you were just at, and I would just say. Let me say this. Of course, Christianity and church and even large and mega churches aren't going away. They're not. They're not going away, but they will, they will be reduced extremely significantly. And that the thing that you said about people being so excited about it at a conference, that all that means is, yeah, you ever seen Trekkies at a Star Trek conference? Those I didn't people say anything freak- about the site. Excitement. I'm just saying those people are so into it. If you see Trekkies and how they behave at a conference, yeah. it's, it's like the biggest thing in the world if you're at right. that conference. But these Star people Trek have on the to air. Start, Star Trek's people, not on the air right now. For the right. momentum so that, to really die out, these people are going to have to start dying out. Like I'm telling no, you, there's a generation no, Joey, of people. But 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 you're not you're you're assuming that everybody is the same as the people at that conference. Yeah, most yeah. people are just I, barely I, hanging we, in there. I, I went to tried to go to the the I didn't I didn't go to the Dove Awards because you had to pay the Dove Awards are the Christian Grammys or something like that. I got nominated for one when I worked on KJ52 record. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were had a new album out, and we went and did some press there for some reason. They were it was a bizarre subculture that's crazy, and there is a subculture of Christian conference people that go. I go yeah. to all. I go to this one. I can't wait to get there. And they all have the goofball names, whatever. But I'm saying that is not the norm. The norm is a regular person that works every day and goes. Well, I guess I got to go to church to do to do good. If you yeah. can get them just a little bit, wait that a minute. You don't have to go to church to do good, and I can spend my money my way. Like I mean, yeah. the, and it's uh, not attack on Jesus right. or Christianity itself. Okay. Yes, exactly. That's not what right. I'm saying. Right. That actually no, makes the, the the church itself, the body is cor- of course it's not threatened. So that's the point. Since it feels like a threat, we must tell ourselves it's not going away. It's not going away. It's not going away. Because, but right. if you unhinge the American industrial church model from the gospel and the body and the church and Jesus, yeah, it doesn't matter. We'll see if it wanes. I mean, I could be wrong. And even if so, people that hold the beliefs this way, they'll still be here. I mean, Quakers are still here. Yeah, they're just not dominant. Like yeah. nobody cares. That's fine. There's not. They're not even bad. Quakers are great. They 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 don't need to be shut down and eliminated. But they're just not the dominant per people in power anymore. And at one time in Pennsylvania, they would have been the dominant thing. Now they're not. That's that was their system. That was their model. It's over. But they still exist. Yes. So yeah. so it will be with some of the evangelical movement that we're in right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that there's gonna there's a real opportunity for something to shift and change. And I, and honestly, I mean, I, I feel like we're tooting our own horn here. When we first started this podcast, everybody, all they ever talked about was that we cuss and we must be. Oh, we're just trying that. to do. You, oh yeah, we, we still so get bad. it, but it's silly. But but I mean, we're, now we're actually Matt's podcast. It got you know used in a news article right. and and like and and like you know we we did an NPR thing. Like it's becoming legitimized where people go, wait a minute, this is real. And so if, if, if three dumbasses like us can it be a little bit of a change, imagine what smart people what that are graceful yeah. and right. kind and intelligent yeah. can smart do. Smart people, what can they so, do? To me, all we need to do is win over a couple of the influencers, and they'll come our way. Like, you're going to see it more and more. I really believe oh, this. they already are. More and more uh, people in the Christian world that you think are will come on this show. They're going to come on, and they'll go, wait a minute, I, I get it. People are starting to get it that we're, we we aren't diminishing Jesus and we or the power of Jesus. In fact, I think we're doing more. I think we we're well, simply I, I'm actually, It's not about us, but we just represent. I, I, I like what y'all are saying because I'm actually surprised. I mean, because you guys early on. We're y'all really were, pouring into you. Y'all, well, y'all remember how petrified I was of just how the conflict of interest I just thought was going to be so massive when it came to people like at my campus listening to this podcast. But, I mean, just time after time after time again, there's people that listen that I'm thinking, oh, yeah, they'll definitely be bothered. And to them it's like, oh, no, I totally get what you're saying. And that is the norm. The that, norm. But they that, didn't have the freedom to even admit that right. five years ago. They right. wouldn't have even admitted it if they did listen. So all that's happening and that we're people doing yeah. is like, oh, it is okay. They're and all I think 
Yeah, these and pastors I, that have come on our show, I mean, they're tacit endorsements of what we're doing at least. Yeah. I mean, at least the amount of people that we come on and people that come and do exclusive stuff on here and come on our show, if you take the preponderance of guests that we've had that sign off on what we do, for instance, this is your green light. If we can do this and say this and those people will come on this show, you can talk at your damn yeah. community group and that, you can ask your yeah. pastor questions well, and you can say what you feel like. You and can. I think, and I think John Mark McMillan is a perfect example of this. I guarantee you that a lot of people, if you would have asked two years ago, hey, would John McMark, Mark McMillan ever be on a podcast where they did such and such and talked about this and talked about the church? Most people's assumption would be, oh, no, no. I mean, he wouldn't even hear of it. I mean, he totally is more on the same page with us than what I think a lot of people would even know. So, yeah. yeah. And it's not hurting his career that he's associated with us. And the big pastors, it's not hurting their career. It's yeah. okay. People, you can have enough respect for people that they can listen to and take from and understand. You're going to start getting to see the more the real person, for sure. You're going to get to start seeing less uh, guarded, safe. You're going to get to see the real person. You're going to get to see your pastor not be safe, and it'll be better for you. But one right. thing, Joey, is really funny. Matt and I were talking. You went to that conference. How many people were there, probably? Like a thousand, two thousand? So, no, God, it was no. arena. He said so. No. It was arena. It had to okay, twenty-five. I mean, we, at least think, fifteen, do, twenty. Do you think? I believe you might have been one of the most famous pastors there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, listen, listen. Oh my God, I was, that's ridiculous. No, Isn't that hilarious. No, Pastor what, Joey Spencer. But what's funny is in that environment, I was not, and I just I loved it. Uh, so I, I thought. I think they know and they don't talk to you. I'm, no, I'm certain of that. Statistically, I I do think you're right because of our listens. But of all those people, I had one person tweet me and said, hey, man, I really want to meet you. And so I met with two guys. They took pictures, and that was it, man. For Joey, everybody's scared to death to go walk over and go, I listen to your podcast. What if they saw them? So their pastor saw them talking to you? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not kidding. I promise you, I guarantee you, That's, I a huge amount of those people. Staff yeah. people are like, yeah. I, I'm the one at our church that listens to this, but I don't make it. You know, right. That's people yeah. on your staff. That's yeah, I know. It's just I get emails like that all the time. I, nobody knows I listen to y'all's podcast, but I love it. That's, I, I guarantee you, you might have been <laughs> the third is, most famous pastor at that whole thing. <laughs> right. The next, the next step is simply people admitting it and talking about it freely. Right. Yeah. And then like, oh, me too. Oh, me yeah. too. Okay. Now, now you have. We're basically like, oh. the porn of the Christian world. I, I get that. <laughs> Not that. I guess porn could be the porn of the Christian world. All right, so, <laughs> hey, hey, hey I, hold on. I don't know what's going on with Stephen Furtick. Can someone yeah, yeah. update me on this? Well, that's a terrible transition. I was about to do it so much better than that. That was just so so awful. But uh, Matt sent me this. I got a roving reporter here, so we'll go ahead and just start the news. You don't even have to worry about the music, Matt. We'll, go, we'll just go organic here. But I did want to talk about this. Matt, you sent this to me, and I wanted to read it for the news because I just thought it was – it, it kind of ties into what we were just talking about. This comes from the Charlotte Observer. Roving reporter Matt Carter sent this. Uh, Elevation Church's annual report shows more growth but leaves out key details. A 2016 annual report from Charlotte's Elevation Church showed continued growth in attendance, revenue, and social media reach last year. But the three-part report, which was posted on Friday and promoted uh, at Sunday's worship services, I love it when they promote stuff even though it's, hey, look, we're being transparent even though they're not, uh, appeared to leave out key information such as who now sits on the church's board of overseers and how the group determines Pastor Stephen Furtick's salary. And what was the average week collection in 2016 such details have been included in some of the church's past annual reports but not now the accent in the latest report uh was on growth and expansion elevation already one of the fastest growing evangelical churches in america continued to open new locations last year most notably in ballantyne and rock hill our old stomping grounds where our college was and it saw its average weekly attendance grow uh, by 18% in 2016. Joey, maybe you're right, to 22,000 people. Its overall revenue jumped from $41.3 million in 2015 to 47. Also included in the report, it keeps going on here a little bit more, but they're leaving out key details, and that's what I'm saying. This, this ties in exactly, and I know, Matt, you probably got some points on this too, and Joey, you too, but I wanted to say this is my exact point. If you can just reveal this more, you go, wait a minute, why, why would they leave that out? Why would they what, what's the become point even more hidden yeah. on those Two right. So if you can just move people's eyes a little bit to wait a minute, this is this might be bullshit. Then uh, it's not if that they far. Get the benefit of the doubt. It's well, I'm sure it's fine. Did you hear they grew? Right. And that's where everybody's focused. That's right. that's just yeah. a manipulation. Yeah. It's just oh spin. man, that's God's word is being else. spread, and we're getting more and more people. And I mean, I've, I I think they've even like Elevation Church has even said crazy stuff. Like half of their congregation is like 50 percent non-believers that came right. to know the Lord, and they that's say not that true. To, they say that to, so that it doesn't seem like they're just. 
right? Being ch- church members, of course. That's, but that's just what it is. not true. It's just not true. But I will say okay. this: it it throws me for it does not throw me for a loop when someone my age, like late thirties, early forties, says, "Oh man, Stephen Furtick, he just brought the house down. He's so awesome. He just yeah, that's, ministered that's to me." Real. But it does surprise me when it's someone in their early twenties. So I will say, at the very least, mm-hmm. it's it's quite remarkable that he's reaching younger Christians because it seems like yep. a younger Christian generation would be like, I'm not listening to that guy. Well, let's look at a couple things in there. One of the things that disturbs me, not the salary thing, all that it does, but the board thing is a problem. So, right. And the reason we talk about Mars Hill is a lot because it's the model of a lot of shit that's going to go down other places. Just trust me. It's going it, to... Whatever they had going on there is going on everywhere to a lesser degree, and it won't be a supernova explosion, I'm sure. But same stuff is going on everywhere that was going on there. And one of the biggest problems there was governance and the board of overseers and how that part worked. You know, the the consolidation of power is what it's called, and it's through all human history, beware of it. That's how that, you know, hidden power being consolidated, beware. Duh, you don't have to be even smart to understand that. If you history repeats itself, anybody can understand when those things are being obscured and hidden, it's a problem. Um, and it's, it just it for sure is. And so in this case, what happens is they most likely shore up the board, the people that set the salary, and say whether or not you're right or wrong with, with yes men. That's just yeah. how that's just what happens. There's no real way around it. I mean, and that Mars Hill did that very aggressively. Now, I don't know who they've got on their board, and neither do you, and neither do all the people given the $47 million. Nobody knows, and we don't know how much of it goes to Stephen Furtick or not, but all we know is the people that you don't get to know right. get to decide, and he gets to decide who those people are that decide. Now, they push this whole thing as if it were a – what they have done is increase their numbers and their transparency. They build it as right. an increase in transparency because they've yeah. revealed other details. So beware of the sleight of hand there. I mean, I don't have any. I don't know what they're doing, but and that's, that's intentional. The point. They did does. that intentionally. Like, of course. how about this? They said uh, also a detail in past annual reports from Elevation, but not in this one. In 2016, was how much congregants contributed on average every week. In Elevation's 2012 report, the total yeah, was 391,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not in, yours. In, tw- in 2015, though, they won't even do that. They won't tell you how much people are giving, and uh, it seemed like it was kind of just. This whole thing to even say that was still like a big give opportunity. During the video presentation, an online give box appeared on the screen, and they're just they're just saying they're just talking about money and like, hey, so they show you growth, growth, growth. We need money. We need more money to get there. Yeah, you know, we got to help these people coming. And what about the next? You know, and I'm not even criticizing what they do. I don't know, but neither do you, and neither does anybody else. We're criticizing that what we don't know. And it's also gonna. That's what I'm saying. These things. This article got written. We're talking about it. People are listening and. It seems goofy. So back to the Mark Driscoll video that they pulled. There's actual pressure from you guys listening and simply talk about it casually on social media that they feel as pressure and they change stuff. They go, oh, shit, we can't be goofy anymore. Right. It's, it's not even aggressive. I'm not, not nailing 95 thesis to the door or anything. Just talking normal creates pressure that creates the world that we want. That's I'm, all. I'm really trying to understand, though, how, how can, in this situation, how can we be so sure that it was pulled because of pressure? It just seems like there's so many other different well, why would they? Why think? would you pull it? Why would you put it up in the first place? I mean, what what's the reason to pull it down? It looked bad, or what? Or what did, it, it, what it didn't like think? the lighting? Yeah, his t- like he thought the reflection on his face was weird, you know, and he wanted to pull it down <laughs> for a technical reason. I mean, come on. Of course, he realized he looked dumb. I mean, it just—it's silly to go okay. on there and do that. That's a, that's not that's not that's everything. Like everything's starting to seem goofier. People yeah. are kind of waking up. So the people with the most power and influence, you know, are have are, you know, there's more power and more people with more education and more information. People are can see things for what they are more, and yeah. people know that people other people are manipulating them. We've seen that unravel with politics enough to where we go, oh, these these are manipulations. I see, and that's good to know. That's how yeah. you keep up with the world. And you want that, so it's not a, even a big deal, but it's just part and, of the And process. also, what, you, what you're going to start realizing more and more, if you want to be held accountable and be truthful to your faith and to the Lord and all that stuff, what are you doing? Like, like they, they promote it on here, too, like a New York couple travels 10 hours to worship at Elevation Church. Why didn't they drive 10 seconds <laughs> to the church on their neighborhood and help their neighborhood? Right. What did you go there? For Stephen Furtick. 
You didn't go there for Jesus. You didn't. You went there for the event. It's a big show. You drive ten hours to see your favorite band. Like it was written from the context of man, they're so committed and loyal. That's why you should. Oh, give. No, but that's what I'm saying. People think, oh, that's awesome, man. That church is doing something. No, it's a dynamic speaker that's super fun, and you just go, oh, I'll go see the show, and, and that's what you do. I mean, that's it. I mean, we have. Uh, that's just what we. Do. That's what people do. You the the most lights and smoke and mirrored all that stuff. You just buy into it. and You go well. This must be real because it's growing, and that's it. Hey, you want to make you you want to make a you want to make a three year wager, Mister Morell, on what? There will be an elevation, New York City, in three years. Bet you ten dollars. I, I, I told Matt this, and this sounds horrible, but I think that Furtick's going to be around for a while. He was really close with the whole house thing. That was really stupid, and I think he's like, oh, <laughs> he was really but I, I think I think he's too smart to like get into sexual, no, moral stuff, that, anything like that. So I think he's probably smart enough. Like since he he's that's kind of happened a year or two now ago, the house thing. I think he's going to maybe be around for a long time. I think that power and ego and corruption eventually blind you to where you will fall into some trap that you didn't see. Now, of course, right. he knows what. Who to knows? Avoid. What he's and doing. I don't think he's I don't, know what's going I don't on. even think he's an immoral necessarily person. No. I don't have any thoughts on that. But yeah, I don't think he's immoral. But I, I do have one other prediction about the large megachurch. If it were to survive or stay dominant, then I I will add that the prediction is it will simply it's so big and it's so resource heavy and it's so important and it's so numbers driven that I guarantee you it the theology, if it's to survive, there will be a time when its theologies and social issues will change to reverse positions they currently have on gay affirming um social things race whatever yeah. it is they are going to come around on a ton of issues to what would be unrecognizable today and yep. that's going to happen very fast but let, let, and let, it'll happen one of two ways i'll finish this and you can say whatever it'll happen one of two ways either these big churches that know where the culture and the trend and the money is going as people are okay with this and people are now okay with this they will simply follow or the churches that emerge don't exist yet, and they'll have 40,000 people, and it'll be a progressive message that fits the new culture. Those, those will be, just by, just by having the edge, I mean, just by the market pressure alone, if it's to be large and huge, it will, must match the cultural, where the culture goes. Yeah. So they will have to reverse their points of view You're slowly right. and safely. To stay that big, and you'll some, have to. And some won't. Like right now, if churches come out and, let's say, go gay-affirming, well, they lose a lot of money. So those people, at least you can say, are brave. You can at least say that. And then there's a lot of people who are probably fine with gay, gay-affirming gay stuff, but they know their congregation isn't ready yet, which is baby language for a coward uh, in, in some degree. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it would hurt the numbers is what that means. But as soon as it will help the numbers, it, you'll see it flip pretty quick. I, I, I got to back up, though, to something. You, you uh, And... As your friends, I know what y'all are saying, but y'all both just adamantly said, no, I don't think Stephen Furtick is immor immoral. You don't think there's a possibility that even if it's unknowingly, he has a very immoral quest for power and money? You don't think that's I a mean, possibility? Probably. Y'all both said it like it probably. was almost... Uh, well, I'm just saying, I don't, have any, no, I don't have any dirt on him that I'm not saying yeah, here. Right, well, I'm, I'm not saying, trying to create may, dirt Maybe either. so, but that's not my place. The people that go to his church should be fig figuring that out and saying, definitely not. I'll put it this way. You, he, you know what I mean? Like that, it's, what, The people that go to his church should know that. They don't even know how much they're giving or money, all this stuff. So, I mean, all I can see is the outside that looks a little weird. Yeah. How about his new board and salary? So, for all I know, and I mean this, very sincerely so take me sincerely for all i know he's got people that have upped the accountability pressure on him and have reduced his salary to a mere sixty thousand a year That's and true. he wanted to hide that that yeah. could be true bless his heart <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> if you think that could be true i certainly have no factual information that that couldn't be true but point yeah. is you don't get to know I guarantee you, if he did take a sixty thousand dollars salary, he would. Then he would let he everybody would, know. Uh, <laughs> he would let you know immediately. For sure. he, that would be the most public thing ever. <laughs> if he stopped taking a salary, it would be the big. It's all he would talk about for the rest of his it's life. It'd be every sermon. L <laughs> man. Kind of tough taking the family out with a $60,000 salary. Ugh. No vacation this year with my 60000 lowest of any mega pastor on earth. So I do think there's a chance mega church even thrives, but it will be on different platforms socially than it currently is. But I really predict it'll just tr flail a little bit when it tries to keep up when it realizes the numbers need require it to. And they'll be under such immense pressure that you can't fault the people in those positions of leadership at that time because they'll be like, 
wait a minute, you mean if we don't go this way, which I was kind of hoping to go anyway, we're going to have less money and less people? But right now, people are still, you know, raising enough hell that you can't, you know, there's a lot of pastors that have more progressive views than they're allowed to share, period. Time-wise, you're probably right, though. It's probably going to last a while. I'm thinking it might even go like the way of idiocracy, where eventually you're just going to have unbelievable (laughs) WWE wrestlers as your pastors, and they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff and shooting guns. Pastors love riding a motorcycle on stage. That's their favorite move. It's almost like nowadays, it's almost like to be a pastor, if you're in your 20s and 30s, and I don't even know what it's called, you've got to have that haircut. Where everything oh, yeah. on the sides and the uh, back is shaved, but then you have the longer flap. I mean, that's just a n- must. Nobody gonna- on earth wants uh, hologram technology to, to to get amazing more than mega pastors. They they can't wait. They'll be live at every location. Oh, yep. uh, look here, and it's a hologram in your church. Now, oh my god! There's a secret God. dream out there that that these guys have that, and and I know I'm I, this I know from the Mars Hill culture. It was part of somewhere in there. The plan is just we could just take over, like. We could be the one church that the one dominate. church to rule them all. Yeah, like, like what? It, because, but because what we're doing is so much better, and it's for Jesus. Right. And we're the best at getting people saved. Yeah. It's the, if we could have, the, if we could franchise nationally yeah. and be number one, that's only the, for the God. That's yeah. the my, the Walmart, mindset. the Costco. And again, whatever. I don't think any of these people individually are super evil actors at all. I really don't. It's just that much power in those places with that much bias and that much going around. It's just, it's kind of irresistible. So I don't, I think you put anybody in similar positions, they're going to make similar decisions and they always go this way. And it's the yeah. same with history and power. It's just what and, it is. And I'll, I'll be honest, I would actually love if, if, if you are at Elevation and you are actively involved in that church, so not just a casual attender, and you feel a part of what they're doing and, and you have positive reflections and you're not really boring, I'd love to actually talk to you. So just uh, email uh, a- email me at joey at badchristian.com. Yeah, joey at badchristian.com if you are part of Elevation and you kind of think, you know, bull on what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm good for today. we got to start our bus and drive uh, over to the venue here. So I got you all got anything else today? No, nope, I'm good. Joey, anything else for you? Nope. All right. I wanted to say, I did say we would give a discount on the Matt and Toby thing, but I didn't tell what it was. Go to mattandtobyband.com and buy any pre-order there. Um, go listen to the song first on Break It Down podcast. Listen to that Mike Wilkerson episode. I'm not going to replay it over on this podcast because it's doing fine over there. And um, the promo code will be, what's the promo code? Uh, BC Pod. We use BC Pod promo code for 15% off any vinyl or any package you get. You get two songs right away. We'll send you the album early. Thank you for participating in our pre-order. Um, BC Club, you can join thebcclub.com. Uh, you can go to thebcclub.com and join our private group. There's a bunch of stuff there. I don't can't list it all. And then also, I meant to give a shout-out to uh, Dewey Halpus and his podcast. It's on Jabberjaw Media. It's called Peer Pleasure. He just had, uh, who do you have? Anthony Green from Circa on there. Dewey's super cool. I just want to do him a personal favor and tell you all to check out his podcast. What else? Anything else? There's got to be that's something all. else. I think that's it. And thank you to BSW USA Broadcast Supply Worldwide for podcast gear. They We use their stuff. We get our gear from them, and you should too. You get 10% off if you buy gear from BSW USA for your podcast if you use the promo code DOWN, D-O-W-N. All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, I, it just uh, this goes for a lot of our male listeners too, but females as well. We just hope that there's some men around you coming around you and pouring into you. The end. <laughs>